Welcome back to wherever you may be, part of the 90 Min Podcast Network. Today, once again, I'm joined by Krish. Krish, I would ask you how you are, but I think I probably know how you are because I'm feeling exactly the same. But how are you anyway? Yeah, <laughs> um, good, <laughs> apart from football stuff, start. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> how are you doing? Um, we'll just get right into it. Um, <laughs> I think we all knew the title race was over anyway, or that we weren't in it after the Man City game. But dropping more points against Brighton, um, what, what do you think's gone wrong or is going wrong currently or has been over these past few months? I mean, obviously, we, we really haven't been helped by um, injuries and then COVID over Christmas, but I think that's affected a lot of teams. Um even aside from that, and I think even before the COVID cases started, started building up, the kind of intensity went out of our performances a bit. I think the last time I remember us playing kind of really, really well was against Juventus, maybe the, the game that Ben Sherwell got injured. And then after that, we've seemed a bit flat, but obviously his injury shouldn't cause that for the whole team, if you know what I mean. Um, but yeah it feels as though since then yeah we just haven't been anywhere near at it um yeah I think that is that is basically when it started to go wrong and like I don't know about you but I, I don't see one injury as an excuse for that um although I accept that they have played a lot of games which hasn't helped things there's other things off field that have kind of exacerbated the situation but um mm. doesn't seem justified the kind of drop off in in form we've seen we've just completely lost our, our swagger yeah I do. I mean losing Ben Chilwell was one thing but losing Reese James as well and I think when you play in a three at the back those wingbacks are such an important part of that arguably the most important part of a of a three at the back formation you know you need them to get forward you need them to defend and we all we all know how brilliant a sort of start of the season we had when and those two were playing. I, I think with Ben Chilwell, I find like the balance in our team goes when he's not there. I, you know, I said that from the start. I just think with Marcus Alonso, who we know can be a good wing back at times, it's just not quite the same. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, we can't really blame that. Um, I'm, I'm curious because did you ever, did you watch that Brighton game midweek and ever think Chelsea were going to win? No, because not, I literally not from minute one. It was just one of those games, wasn't it? Um, yeah, they were. That, that that's the problem we seem to have. We don't don't seem to have a response when other teams kind of put, put apply the pressure to us. Um, I think we used to be quite good at that being a counter attacking team, but I think we started the season as more of a like front foot team. And when we're pegs back like that, especially with the kind of the player, players he deployed, I thought, um, kind of Jorginho, for example, in, in that team, as opposed to a Kovacic, maybe. Um, Kovacic maybe would have dealt with that kind of intense pressing better. Um, yeah. And I thought we missed them, yeah. Uh, they were all over us in minute one. Yeah, we didn't deserve to take the lead. I think the players clearly knew that. Um, and although they improved a bit... Well, what, sorry, what was that, what was that celebration? Like... Yeah. Now, but now, now there's like almost a deeper rooted problem here because everyone seems to be talking about, oh, there's got to be an issue in the changing room. There has to be no one was happy. No one was smiling. You know, Ziyech didn't even smile when he scored. And now everyone thinks that it's all going wrong back there as well as on the pitch, which doesn't really help our situation right now. 
It doesn't. I think he Tuchel pretty publicly called out the forwards for their lack of contributions. Um, to be honest, Ziyech does have that sort of um, demeanour about him. He's always been sort of mm. he keeps it cool, looks pretty serious, um, mm. and is, never really celebrates goals in, in a massive way. Um, obviously, mm. he hasn't been playing particularly well. I don't know if it's just a, a reaction from him to kind of show his frustration at himself, but because he has been playing, that that can't be the issue. But uh, whether or not, yeah, it, it, he he doesn't strike me as the easiest character to deal with behind the scenes. Obviously, we don't know what's going on, but it, it's possible yeah. there's something there. But I wouldn't like to think it's a serious enough thing to cause anything major. I think, despite what we're kind of sort of going through at the moment, I think the squad is in a in a good place, and um, I think Tuka was still well liked within that dressing room I just think this is a a, a personal issue and a, a, a injuries yeah you mentioned Reese James I, f- I kind of completely forgot about how long he's been out as well I think that's a, an absolutely huge miss considering the attacking contributions he was making before his injury and and Chilwell yeah. but um, they both bring intensity and they've both been missing so without those two that's a that is as you say that's a huge uh, sort of threat taken out of the, the Chelsea team. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I saw Reece James got on Instagram laced up with boots on again, so he's on he's back on grass and he's back training. So hopefully it's not too long before we have him back. Obviously, we know it's different with with Ben Chilwell. He's going to be out for the season, but um, we know we saw Hakim Ziyech go off on that game. Um, Sort of walk off the pitch at half time, you and Romelu Lukaku were having sort of an exchange. I don't think it was, I think people were building that up to be more than what it was. But Romelu Lukaku again, sort of like a split 50 50 with people saying he needs more service and people saying, yeah, but he has to do more. Where do you stand on that Lukaku debate? Because you know, there was plenty of times I thought in the City game where there was space to run him behind, he would, he would put his hand out as if to be like, play the ball here, just play it along the floor. The defenders behind me, I've got space here, and, and we didn't, and we just passed backwards. And again against Brighton, there was one really like it stands out to me, Ziyech, an unbelievable turn in the middle of the park, like right on the center yeah. circle. And he's driving straight down the middle and he plays it out wide. And Lukaku's like, I don't, I don't want it out here. I, I want it through the middle. Play it next to me or carry on running and bring the defender in. It just I, I sort of see both both points, but genuinely, over these last two games, I think I'm swaying more to just the service not being there for Lukaku because when Havertz came on, it was the exact same thing. Yeah, I think he's shown that when he gets the service, he he will score. I think it, it, that is predominantly the issue. As we said, a lot of our assists earlier in the season, in, like, in fact, the majority came from um, James and, and Chilwell and we're missing those two. Um yeah. And yeah. Alonso, I, I, again, he provides good cover, but he's not—he's nowhere near the same player. And obviously, he's—he's he's getting older. He's not as athletic as he was. Um, I think we've had seasons where yeah. we're used to him having kind of big goal-scoring contributions, um, big assists, but those have been lacking. And and definitely since he's come into the team mm. in Chilwell's absence, um, so that is definitely a thing. And yeah, um, Tuchel, as I said, yeah, called out the attacking players, and that that counts for. Um, assists as well doesn't it and considering you think Ziyech was like the perfect player to kind of be the man to pick Lukaku out often 
Um, mm. Yes, yeah, I saw um, that that party talking about they had a quite a big not well a bit of a balmy on the pitch arguing about where that pass went. Yeah, we're just, see them just talking the about it. Just yeah, yeah. Um, but it's definitely an issue, and it's one we've had for a while. That the kind of creative players not being at their best and it just is bad luck that it's kind of all at the same time I think because even Mason Mount was poor I thought as well I would like to see Havertz brought back in yeah when you don't get a run of games like Mount being randomly dropped for City I just didn't understand whatsoever but you need some sort of cohesion, some sort of relationship, some sort of like partnership going on. You can't, and I know it was enforced on us. Obviously it was like with Akaku out, Werner out, Havertz out, you know, all these players were out and we didn't really have much to choose from. And so we, ha- we were forced to play different sort of partnerships or different versions of that attack. But now that we've got all of them back, Tuchel's got to stick with a front three. He's got to at least have two of the front three playing every single week. And to me, that's Romelu Lukaku and Mason Mount. And then you, you know, you want to play Havertz with them or you play Havertz Werner Mount. I just, he needs to stick with a formation or an attack and just try it for a few games. Yeah, I agree. I I, I know he's been having to kind of um, scramble around for a team recently and that definitely felt like the case again against against Brighton but he needs to also settle on the team and, and give players a chance to play themselves into form and I think Havertz is potentially like a, yeah. a key part of that and the amount we spent on him yeah. is potential still I don't know we're getting I, I wouldn't call him a flop yet but as in we're getting to the stage where people will start saying that in in kind of the coming weeks and months yeah. if if he's not at he least being played, played and given the chance. He? Yeah. yeah, and I think he he has the potential to be a top top player. And I think the last time he played off the left, he looked really really good. It just so happened that um, Chelsea lost that game, uh, ended up drawing that game with Burnley back back last season when we should have won about seven mm-hmm. nil. Um, so yeah, I think <laughs> standard that, Chelsea that sort of picks itself. I think people would be quite happy to see uh, Lukaku down the centre with with Mount and Havertz either side of him. I'd say that's on paper yeah. our strongest our strongest team but um yeah he needs to settle the rest of the team i mean the rest of the team is settled isn't it really apart from Kovacic coming in for Jorginho but i think it is, it is that's fine of, because like yeah yeah saying this yeah, though, it just it just makes you realize that, that. Mm, it just makes you realize that how much we are missing those wing backs isn't it i think yeah. yeah, I don't want to talk about it, to be honest. Every game we drop points, I'm just like, oh, we had Reese James and Ben Chilwell, we would have been fine. Um, Tuchel came out after the game, and I think, you know, Chelsea have played way more games. I think it's like five more than the next top six or top ten sides over Christmas. We've played five more games, like, at least than everyone else. And obviously Tuchel came out and obviously said, you know, it was tiredness and it was fatigue and that was it. Do you, do you agree with that? Is that a fair comment by him? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, it is tiredness as a result of many other things. Um, I would say um, in in the Brighton match, he had more control and he, he left it too late to make the substitutions, in, in my opinion. Um, I can't remember the exact minute, but it was a, was it a triple sub but with um, 
yeah it was yeah was that or was it it was in close like quick yeah. succession I and think, late, yeah. later was, later on then it was still very late on yeah because there were a lot of players mm. who were struggling and just didn't look fully fit to be honest and as I said just the way Brighton played they just um they were playing into their hands basically um we were quite lucky in the end not to lose the game I guess that's the important thing at the moment is that we aren't losing games it's just a lot of draws but obviously draws are are costly apart from the city game of course but that's the, that's the problem is that I, you know that's why I think you'd rather win more win more lose like win some lose some drawing just it literally kill it kills you over the you know those mm. two dropped points you know we haven't won in like five or something like that um We've got obviously Spurs this weekend and we'll look ahead to that in a second. But after that, we've of course got a winter break. We've got Plymouth in the FA Cup, I think in a couple of weeks time. And then we're off to Abu Dhabi for the Club World Cup. And that feels like it's come at the right time. Yeah, it's a, a perfect time to sort of re reset, um, get those players back, especially the likes of yeah, Reese James. I think by the end of that, we'll have a clearer picture. Um, I kind of hope, yeah, he doesn't go full throttle at the Club World Cup. Kind of gives gives players who need a break a break, um, and use the the whole squad and some of the younger players. Um, but yeah, I mean, thank God that they've introduced that winter break because I think especially this season or seasons they they need it again. Um, and yeah, Chelsea especially. Um, but yeah, and as you say, having Plymouth going into that is another chance to to rest players. So actually we can end up nice. with a good few weeks off for these, the players who, who clearly, clearly need it. Yeah, yeah. A nice home fixture, like we always get in the FA Cup. It's yeah. absolutely great. Um, of course, we've got a big London derby against Spurs at Stamford Bridge on Sunday. Now this will be the third time we've played them in about three weeks. Um, we've already got two wins, but it feels like... Chelsea can't afford to lose this game, which seems ridiculous. You know, we've just beaten them twice. It was probably the most comfortable semi-final I think I've ever seen Chelsea play. Yet now it feels like it's almost going to be a different game at Stamford Bridge, but one in which Chelsea can't afford to lose, not Spurs. Yeah, uh, I think we always said, or I, I've sort of maintained that I think we'll be we'll end up third. We shouldn't have to look after, <laughs> over our shoulder, but those results in such quick succession coupled with Tottenham suddenly looking a lot better. I think a result that they had that kind of gives you such positivity. Doesn't do, you know, it? Uh, do, you know, do you know what I literally, so yeah, it will. And, and they were much the better side against Leicester, especially in the first half, but Leicester, we know barely have any players. And if they have, they've been rushed back. You know, it wasn't a proper Leicester yeah, side yeah. that we're used to seeing, but I literally turned off for like 94 minutes. So I was like, oh, cool, done. And I looked <laughs> at my phone and I was like, um, everyone's saying like, wow. And I was like, okay, that, this must've been like, obviously like, you know, five minutes to four or five minutes later. And I'm like, oh my God, wow. And I'm thinking, oh, they must've just like equalised. I was like, why are people going so mad over like a 95th minute equalise? Obviously it's good, but... And then I looked again and I was like, oh my God. Because I sort of like, I was like, oh, like Man United obviously were drawing with Brentford and Brentford were playing really well and, and Spurs were losing. And I was like, oh, this could be a good night for Chelsea. And it ended up being the worst night for Chelsea. But what I would say about that is it's almost good. We've got the points on the board and everyone's saying, oh, if Spurs win all their games in hand, if exactly, Arsenal win their yeah. games in hand, if 
it's all ifs. Yeah, it's, it's never the way it works. Um, as much as that was a good result for Tottenham and a, a better performance, they have obviously been incredibly inconsistent this season, even with, with Conte. Does make does make yeah. Sunday a bit more interesting. I don't think it will be a foregone conclusion, but at home, I don't. I'm not going to say we're definitely going to win, but I'm not expecting us to to lose. Um, but yeah. it's yeah. I mean, it's clearly going to be a much more difficult game than uh, than last uh, last the Thursday. Final. Yeah, um, yeah that's not. That's also not very hard because they didn't. They no, let, didn't that was one up. of the easiest. Yeah, like the easiest semi-finals. Like I said earlier, that that Chelsea. I can remember Chelsea playing in, and just like when I look back at our games against Spurs, it's so funny. Like they've won once at Stamford Bridge in the Premier League era, and that was when Antonio Conte was in charge of Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just we've got ourselves into this situation now, and I suppose we have to deal with it. Um, West Ham only have one game in hand, and that's obviously Spurs have four. Mm. But yeah, the chances of them winning all of them are slim. But they're still not producing consistently. So we just have to hope that 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 drops off, and that starts with them hopefully losing at Stamford Bridge on on Sunday, and then we'll be in a, a better place again. Yeah, and I also look, you know, I think Chelsea have played every every team, maybe bar one in the top 10 away from home already. And when you look at the second half of the season and the fixtures, they are more in our favour than they are anyone else's below us, if that makes sense. So actually, hopefully when we come back from the Club World Cup, we're really sort of reinvigorated, if that's if that's the right word, and, yeah, and sort yeah. of refreshed and feeling good, then actually, you know, we do need to sort out our home form because I look at our, our games and we've got a lot of games at home, but actually our away forms seem to have been much better this season. So we need to start putting teams away at, at home, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, too many draws. We said that um, looking at the table, we've had the most in the top, uh, most in the top nine by the looks of it. Yeah. Only Brighton shock <laughs> have had more than us, but <laughs> for for a team in third place, that is not great reading. Um, no. So yeah, I think turning those draws into wins. Like we we know we're not in awful form. This isn't as bad as some of the streaks we've had. We always seem to have a tough time of winter, but we're not losing games often. Crucially, um, as you say, yeah. those draws just do start to add up, and we've had too many of them. Um, simply as simple, simple as really. That's yeah. What is that? Sixteen points dropped. Not good. Yeah, I think I think we picked up we picked up eighteen points from a possible thirty three over the last eleven Premier League games, which yeah. you know we you know it's just it's just not good enough. You know we, I think everyone thought the season everyone thought at the start of the season that we would be in a title in a title race, and I think it is, it is a bit disappointing that by January end of January, Chelsea are out of it. Like something needs to change i agree yeah it's it's tough because we have technically been in the title race the title race as much Mm -hmm. as we sort of romanticize every season it is often almost done by christmas if you think about the Mm -hmm. amount of christmas leaders who win the league there's there's a reason for that i guess um we're still yeah we're still up there we're still definitely able to compete with liverpool and city i think even liverpool a lot of Liverpool fans will tell you they're not in a title race anymore too, to be honest. I think mm-hmm. it, a lot of it... Eight points. 
it's if they yeah. need their game in hand as well yeah so. um it comes down to how consistent city have been how they avoid those draws and beat the teams they're supposed to beat basically which is what what chelsea have struggled with over christmas um yeah but yeah as i said i i don't think we're as long as we're not losing games um and as long as performances pick up a bit i think we'll be fine to us i i trust um what tuchel's doing and i think longer term bigger picture we were always looking at sort of next season for having a squad that's gelling but <laughs> may, it might take a bit longer but who knows we'll see <laughs> yeah yeah and i think we every every chelsea out there backs thomas tuchel and knows he's the perfect manager to sort of get us out of this little sticky situation but it's not all doom and gloom you know we're in the fourth round of the fa cup we're in a league cup final to come at the end of february we're in a club world cup so we could win another trophy there so um yeah it, it's been a hard few months but i think I think you know it's not as bad as everyone's everyone's yeah yeah um, absolutely no, there's yeah. chance for progress in the Champions League as well and yeah. being being brutally honest like this was this was probably what like mid to worst worst case scenario for most fans I think third behind Liverpool and Man yeah. City not many people yeah. would have said that's a bad thing and yeah as you said going well in every other competition so yeah we're a cup side who cares about the league really we're a great cup side um no i'm joking but these players know how to get up for a spurs game we beat them 3-0 away you know beating them away and home in the league cup so they know how to get up for it and i i do expect chelsea i think seem to play better again bar man city i'm taking them out of the equation but chelsea seem to play better against better teams i find them they seem to get up for it like we did against liverpool recently when we were still in that little bit of a of a rut but I'm sure they will get up for it for Spurs at Stamford Bridge, a game Chelsea really, really need to win. Um, we're coming to the end of the January transfer window now, Krish. Um, looking at our squad, I think the obvious room for improvement or the obvious addition that we probably need to make is left back. Now, there's not really, no one really asks Thomas Tuchel about this in press conferences. We don't really know what's happening with, with Emerson. Uh, Kennedy got recalled. Turns out he's now in the squad. So, is there anyone you would have your eye on? Is that is that the position that you think Chelsea should go for in January? And we've only got what like ten days. Um, like my maths is really bad. Like nine yeah. days left or something like that. <laughs> nine days, yeah. Uh, no, ten days. Sorry, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm running out of hope that they will will do anything. To be honest, um, from what I hear, kind of within the people I work with, they they were trying to get Emerson back emerson wants to come back um hilarious we can't even get our own player back i know it seems <laughs> unlikely i think they've obviously put something in the contract um but yeah yeah one of the, yeah. the problems of this is that it's, it's an oversight that um you kind of leave yourself two players being two players two players of depth for each position just clearly isn't enough for um a top team and we've left ourselves in this position where Chilwell became one of our key, key players and now we're now we're without him there's kind of quite a significant drop off between him and, and the next best player or the player he fills in yeah it's going to be really interesting and I think I think Chelsea fans are starting to get a little bit frustrated um that you know Marcus Alonso can't like can't play every single game Chelsea are going to have pretty much a game every midweek every weekend till the end of the season and that's just not possible you know, mm. with one left back. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see to see uh, 
who we might get if we bring someone back or if there's anyone out there. Um, that's all we've got time for, Chris. Just one thing before we go. What do you think the score is going to be? Stamford Bridge on Sunday, 4.30pm UK time kickoff. I'm going to be there. Are you going to be there? I will be there, yeah. Yeah, in the press box. So um, what do we think the score is going to be? All right, I'm going to go... 2-1 I'm not well maybe not even that it might even be just 1-0 I don't think it's going to be a great watch I'm just saying it now but I think yeah narrow we win. want we want another battle of the bridge we want another battle of the bridge <laughs> we want another outcome like that um yeah I would go I'm going to go 2-1 Chelsea as well love it to be a 2-0 just just a 2-0 mm. a nice comfortable afternoon out at the bridge but we know it's yeah. absolutely not going to be that. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you could drop us a review, it would be very much appreciated. Subscribe if you haven't already. And if you've enjoyed what you heard, myself and Krish, we'll see you very soon on wherever you may be. Mm-hmm.